Welcome to No More Mondays, the podcast that helps you navigate career challenges through the wisdom of professionals who have been at the same crossroads. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with leaders, entrepreneurs, and employees who are here to share practical, tactical advice and some inspiration on how they arrived at career satisfaction. From job searching and career changes to going out on your own, we're breaking down barriers and providing actionable takeaways to help you take charge of your Mondays and ditch the Sunday blues. Welcome to the No More Mondays movement. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of No More Mondays. I am your host, Angie Callen, and one of the best things about having a podcast is going through your Rolodex and bringing in blasts from the past to the show. And that is just one of the very many reasons I can't wait to introduce you to Ben Daniele. Ben is the founder of Scatter Brothers Productions, which is a full-service commercial video, TV, and motion picture production company who is doing some super cool things, even cooler than I knew going into this based on our pre-roll conversation in the world of content creation, uh, original film production, and VR technology. And I met Ben when he was a greenhorn in the industry, and I can't wait to dig in and hear all of the amazing things that happened over the last 13 years uh, since we we first met. So everybody out there, let's welcome Ben Daniele to the show. Benny, welcome to No More Mondays. Hey, guys. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Angie, blast from the past. I know. So I have to bring everybody kind of full speed. I met Ben in 2009. I was volunteering for the Breckenridge Film Festival in the couple years I lived in Breckenridge. And um, Ben had a submission called Pocket Full of Gold. And I was his filmmaker liaison, which basically meant we just whooped it up all weekend and we had so much fun together. (laughs) And now we're going to catch up on what's been happening in the last 13 years. So um, and we have some little exciting announcement about what's progressed with Pocket Full of Gold all these years later. But let's leave everybody in suspense and just let's give everybody some context about you and what you're doing at Scatter Brothers. So give us your elevator pitch. Guys, thanks for having me. What a, an honor and a full circle here. Yeah, so basically we met you as young, eager, out-of-college filmmakers who had done pretty well on this little short film, Pocket Full of Gold, and Breckenridge Film Festival. I've always wanted to go to Breckenridge. My buddy Eric and I produced the movie, and uh, we really gave our all to it. And He's like, Ben, looks like we got in. Let's go. <laughs> so we took some of the budget and we came to Breck and we were greeted as immediately at the filmmaker's table by you. And Angie, you were like the coolest, <laughs> chillest, like Colorado chick. And you know, I was new. To, I was even new to Colorado then. I know. You're, you're like, guys, you've got to check out this pasta restaurant. I think it was called Rasta Pasta. Was it Rasta Pasta? pasta? Rasta like, pasta. Oh, your memory is amazing. Well, and also we should note that the two this. of you come in from Florida and I think it was mm-hmm. like October and it freaking snowed all weekend. Yes, <laughs> it did. So we get there, we're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. We're geeking out. We're super excited. And then you just basically took these two remarkable nerds all around the city and we're, we're like so much the cool culture. You and your friends took us out. And then, of course, then we got to the actual seriousness of the film festival, which was, you know, um, guys, let's focus. <laughs> you know, you've got to represent your film. And it was just the launching point for Eric and I and Doug and uh, Scatter Brothers, our company. I mean, it was really one of those points in time where we can say, oh, my gosh, this was our beginning. Um, and to see that particular film of, of all the other projects, that one particular in the 
the essence and, and the serendipity of even seeing and talking to you in light of our current situation with that film is pretty remarkable. Which now we have to bring everybody in on the secret because <laughs> this is like the timing of this is so fortuitous because literally this was 13 and a half years ago. And before yeah. we started rolling, Ben and I were just, I was, I couldn't remember the name of the film. And I was like, what was the name of the film? Mm -hmm. And he tells me, and then fills me in on the latest development on that yeah. project from 13 years ago. Tell everybody what's happening. Yeah, so um, fast forward 13 years, um, Doug and I have really been plugging along. We've been building our company here in the Southeast US. Uh, we worked on a lot of movies, a lot of TV, um, done our big bread and butters commercials. We've done about a thousand commercials and uh, love commercials. It's kind of uh, the grit of storytelling for us, but our whole, our whole goal has always been to develop films. That's where the, that's where the bread and butter is for those long two to three month contracts, which everybody loves. So that's been always on our horizon. And these past few years, we've really stepped up our game in feature film development. And lo and behold, uh, Doug and I got a, an email from one of the writers that we worked with around 2008, 9, and 10, the writer of Pocket Full of Gold. Jeremy Robinson calls and says, hey, guess what, guys? Um, an actor, I uh, can't say the first name, last name Franco, can't say anything else. Had his, had his sight Maybe he's in some Spider-Man movies and other things. <laughs> Could be. Not going to say anything else. <laughs> but bottom line is he calls and says, guys, I it's, it's available. Would you be interested in reuniting on this script? And so we said, you know what? Let us sit on this. Let us consider it. Let us read it. So we read it. And he's rewritten it many times. It's been passed around Hollywood quite a bit. It's been rewritten by phenomenal writers who touched it and we're honestly paid quite a bit of money to rewrite it. Um, so we're getting a script that is many years evolved, more valuable, um, easier to produce. It's incredible. And so we convinced our team of investors to go in on it with us. And uh, I think we're going to God willing of the stars align. We're going to be in production in Atlanta, um, on the movie. Um, and hopefully if we're still, on horizon that uh, we have one of the biggest reps from universal pictures who's going to be distributing the movie for us so we're really pumped about that <laughs> so the message there is you like you just never know after all that yeah. time thinking oh we did this oh thing because it was a short in the breck film festival yes. kind of as a teaser for the full-length feature and just who knew yes. that all these years later all of a sudden an mm -hmm. a-lister like very you know name recognition celebrity is going to be like hey let's make this into a movie it's amazing Oh my God. Can I come it's to the so premiere? It's so amazing, Angie. I promise I will have two <laughs> tickets for you to the premiere. <laughs> you notice how I, 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 I dropped so that right. question on a recorded podcast where there's evidence of it. So uh, You will have two VIP tickets, girl. I promise. We will be there with bells on. I'm going to start shopping for a dress now. It's so cool. It's, and it's also, this is also what's so neat about like reconnecting with people that you've just yeah. like, cause we've been on like connected on Facebook for all of these years yeah. and you just kind of yeah. track and see, you know, what everybody's doing, but had no idea that um, a thousand commercials and, you know, yeah. a, a potential yeah. gig with Universal is actually amazing. What is it, what is it yeah. like to be part of this kind of really competitive, fast paced, exciting industry you've been able to figure out how to be successful in it what's it like what's your secret that's a great oh thank you so much for saying that. that's a great question so i mean obviously when i graduated from college i had a this you know broad 
huge scope dream. Oh, I'm going to go to Hollywood. I'm going to make movies. I'm going to be a director. Show up to L.A. Make me famous. <laughs> <laughs> or make me poor. One of the two. <laughs> right. But, you know, I learned that uh, that filmmaking, just like any other startup, is entrepreneurial. You have to learn the art of entrepreneurialism. And so for me, I brought this uh this distinct fervor to bring a business side to a production company. And then I met my business partner on a movie. We were both working on an independent feature after college. And we both met and we felt such a synergy between us. We said, hey, would you ever be interested, fast forward a couple of years, if we could ever go into business together, start a business, maybe in LA or here, whatever, in Florida. Um, and so now fast forward, he is my 50-50 business partner. He and I have been in business for 10 years. And what our what our focus is, is on how to entrepreneurialize, how to make this art that we love to make money. <laughs> like, how do you make money doing it? And it's very, you know, it's very, like you said, it's exciting. There's an air of mystery to it, particularly when you start involving celebrities and this, this part of the product that involves famous recognition that you need as a filmmaker, that you need as a marketer. Um, but it's so unfamiliar to the modern world. You freak out. Oh my God, there's, you know, James Franco. And then you realize that, man, I got to get him for another day on my freaking commercial. Can, can we get him to stick around for another few hours? <laughs> you know, things become pretty pragmatic, uh, in the production world. And it all goes back to entrepreneurialism. How can you sell these things and these products that are very realistic and pragmatic? And we watch them every day. I could not have like, I, these are things that I did like, I could not have planned this conversation better, and I did not. Like, literally, this was, Benny, you want to be on the podcast? Yeah, let's schedule it and go through 24 minutes of a tech cluster to make it start happening. And now we're just, like, talking, but it's so awesome because I love the idea of that, like, the idea of entrepreneurializing. How's that for a mouthful? Something that oftentimes isn't treated as a business. And what's so cool about this is that's how I look at, like, the coaching world is a lot of coaches just want to coach. A lot of producers and movie makers just want to make movies. But at some point, you have to think about if you're going to go out on your own, really embracing those things and the business of becomes really, really important. And um, so I I love that idea of like, yeah, okay, this is cool. How do I keep this guy on set for 10 more minutes without blowing my my budget? Or where's the next project coming from? So as you've brought that perspective to this, you know, this industry and your... Uh, unique way of doing of doing business. I'm wondering, like, what kind of challenges have you come up against, and like, mm. where have you really had to to work through and and have that like grit factor? Yeah, I I got to tell you something. Challenges um, for our business happen on a day by day basis, and some of the bigger challenges um, that seem to distract us the most and deter us the most, and that we always have to fight through the most, typically have to do with either a financial stresses uh, where there's not maybe enough a budget to uh, match what the expectations of the project are or the client will not pay on time so financial stresses sometimes distract us challenge us Um, and i think that is on such a broad stroke to uh, such a bigger point that i'm giving to it Um, even 2020 caused a massive financial crisis right? Where's the gasoline in the engine? How are we going to fuel our sales? Where is the business? You know, and those were major challenges and they're challenges on a day by day basis. Um, how do you overcome them? This sounds so stupid and cliche, 
how do you overcome the, the challenge, particularly of not being sure that the finances will be there when you need them to be? Uh, number one, for us, make use of the downtime. On the days when we're not working and we're like, okay, where's the gig? Where's the job? We will be writing and creating and producing a film that is intended to be released on an independent circuit, uh, or we'll be creating some sort of a social event that will benefit our community, or we'll be able to raise sponsorship to give back to a certain organization. Stay busy. And I think that's the first lesson that we, we teach everybody who comes through our doors is whether you're busy or not, just stay busy. There's always something productive to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You got to keep digging. And people get stuck, I think, and particularly when finances and the business isn't coming in, that they forget that, okay, that's that's your cue. That's when you need to go to work the hardest. I'm going to hustle for the sales. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to work my, my butt off yep. uh, in these downtimes when things are uncertain. You know, I have a feeling you've probably read Think and Grow Rich because there's this, mm, mm -hmm. there's this, um, Love it. I call it the entrepreneurial mind bleep, can't say it, family rated show. <laughs> you know, I'll be totally transparent. Four and a half years into a successful coaching business, and I still am like, oh my gosh, when's the next invoice going to get paid? Why do I have so much AR? Like, uh -huh. but you have to, but if you yeah. ride those waves and you just really are in too overly in tune with the highs and the lows, and the ebbs and the flows, you will burn yourself out and you will jump off this train faster so than true. you got on. You got to find that consistent, so consistent baseline through that ups and downs. That's a really very good point, Angie. And something that I, I've learned that has helped me to calm down and stay ahead of things is to genuinely stay ahead of things, to keep on a budget. Like for instance, for our company, we do a forecast budget, which is a three to six month projected analysis that we run off of. And I'll tell you, when we made that decision to start thinking three to six months ahead, the pressure became so much easier on us day to day. And those months in, in late uh, 2020, where we were stressed, uh, the stress seems so much different now. And, and you know, we're managing things very, very differently. Um, so thinking ahead was a big step for us to alleviate a lot of those stresses and obstacles, uh, the day-to-day -day obstacles, you know? Um, and Angie, can I, can I share something else with you? Another major obstacle, and I feel like this is something that a lot of people in my industry particularly go through, and that is um, this, this feeling of disillusionment in our industry particularly. In marketing, in film, and television, for some reason there's this notion that fame is associated with success. Um, and that's not true. It can't even be further from the truth. Um, fame can happen for any reason at any point in time. It can happen because of outstanding public relations like the Kardashians, or it can happen be, be, because of crazy TikTok isms. You know what I mean? Somebody and it can is, happen is for like bad yeah. reasons too. No, no press is yeah. bad press. I hundred, I hundred percent so agree. True. And those people, like famous yeah. people, deal with stuff too. Oh my god! Not to go imagine. down that road, but I yeah. think that you're hundred percent right. Yeah. Keep keep talking about this disillusionment piece. Yeah. So people give up on Hollywood. Oh, I haven't made it. Well, what is your perception of making it? Um, if you're looking for fame, there's got to be a billion reasons that you, there's got to be a billion ways that you can pursue that, but you've got to be funded and you've got to have a lot of momentum and dedication, commitment. Like Steve-O, I think it's Steve-O. He's this kid in high school. He said, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be famous. All I'm going to do is submit these stunts. And he got more and more elaborate with these stunts. And finally, the jackass caught attention and said, oh, my God, this is 
this kid's nuts. We need him. And they just and made it, a new one. They just made a new one. The guy is a, a franchise legend. But again, he had a mission. I want to be famous. For me, I want to be a producer. And for me, consistency of work equals success. Um, and, and for me and my team, consistency of work, if we are working in, in our craft, doing what we love every day, full time, we made it, you know, and we just got to keep going. And so I think that's a big disillusionment is, is to actors out there, directors, writers, people who really are passionate about producing content, podcasters, don't give up. Don't be disillusioned by these lies and these things that we all pay for every day. That's part of it. That's part of what you're in, man. You're part of the commercialism. And don't sell yourself short on the successes that you have achieved. And I, you know, I dog social mm, media a lot, mm -hmm. even though I use it, but that also hasn't yeah. helped the whole disillusionment factor because we're yeah. all, I feel like all of us, even whether you're trying to make a blockbuster film or just trying to get by in life are kind right. of susceptible to the perception of perfection that social media provides. And I think that's exactly yeah. what you're talking about here from an industry perspective is that don't be disillusioned that just because you haven't reach James Franco name recognition, house household name <laughs> status that you aren't successful. Right. Uh, one of the cliche, I'll give you a cliche back uh, that, that idea of like, don't compare your beginning to somebody else's middle or end. Wow. That's great. That's great. And just recognizing Absolutely. where you're at and, and, um, and be grateful for that because there's always, there's always yeah. room to grow and build upon that, but you have to be really honest about what your goals are and are not. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think there's also an element of organic behavior that you have to recognize. Um, for instance, overcoming challenges and obstacles in, in my industry, I've seen many of my friends and colleagues get fixated on one project for 10 to 15 to 20 years. They're fixated on this one project. I see them post about it over and over and over. And I love it. But at the same time, they're not being diverse. They're not being open-minded. And they're not really being organic to what the client wants. What is, does your industry want? What are you trying to sell? How do you merge the two, your passion versus what they want? Um, and, and so that's something that I, I see a lot in my industry, particularly people get really, really bent on, on these one ideas instead of diversity. Like tunnel vision. Yeah. And it's hard, it's hard to do sometimes in a creative environment. You know, I think of bridezillas is the best example, a bridezilla. She has total tunnel vision, right? Her <laughs> guests are partying. Her guests are having a blast. The groom's having a good time. And she's just got these tunnel visions on these things that she sees not going exactly the way she expected it. She's losing the sense of organic feeling in the moment and the whole point of the party. And I'm like, oh my God, so many of my colleagues do the same thing. We are so fixated on this one movie. We can't get made that we're missing the 60 other projects that have been handed to us. That you could have done in the meantime. And I'll, I'll yeah. roll that up to a broader kind of anecdote that I, f I tell this to people in the career, in their career paths. If you get tunnel vision t towards a very, an overly specific career goal, I want to be mm -hmm. a COO by the, by the time I'm 45, you might walk right past the door to be a CEO at 40. Oh, woo. Preach it, girl. Oh, we're going to solve the world's problems today, Ben. So, okay, let's, there's, there's like all kinds of little good stuff there. So I guess what, how would you roll all of that into like a piece of advice for people that want to be in this very challenging, hard to break into, hard to succeed in industry? Yeah. Like how do they get started or how do they stick it out? Okay, so uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a broad stroke answer, um, but I'll try to keep it as concise as possible, is 
the reasons to stay in this industry are very strong. This is the number one fastest growing, most vivacious industry consistently for the past 50 years. Media, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and the opportunities for content. So number one, there is no excuse. There's really very little barriers to entry. And if you wanna go into film, television, video, news, media, content creation, podcasting, any type of new media, multimedia, this is the time to do it. There is no better time. Um, so number one, eliminate your fear to start and get into it. And number two, eliminate the desire or even the thought of quitting. You are in this. You are in this to succeed. You are going to overcome these obstacles. And, uh, and, and third, be organic. Be in tune with what's going on around you at every moment. If an idea is not working, change the idea. If a client's not listening, try to re-educate them in a more wholesome, uh, up, uplifting way. So those three, I hope that helps. It's not too Oh, that's about. perfect. I'm a big fan of rule of three. So you get an A plus for the day. And I think it's very true that, I think it's very true that it's in a way, well, and there's also the illusion, but it, content creation mm -hmm. is kind of more accessible than it's ever been because we all walk around oh. with a really nice, high quality camera in our pocket all the time. So true. However, that so also true. means everybody thinks they could be a content creator, which is where you have to have that kind of perseverance to, to push through. And and I think the faith in what you're doing, that it's it's going to work mm. out if you're open and adaptable to the path that you end up on. My gosh, that's so good, Angie. Um, do you think, let me ask you a question. Do you think that in your field of podcasting, I mean, there's so many podcasts. It's similar to me. There's so many commercials, so many content creators. How do you push forward? And navigate because I've always been curious about this. Sorry well, if I'm going off script. Uh, Betty, I don't let people ask me questions on my own podcast. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I well, and I'll I'm gonna I'll bring in I'm gonna you know I have I have I think that question pertains to podcasting, but I also think for me specifically, it rolls up to the larger industry of just coaching and and career even mm -hmm. career coaching, where you know people are always like, oh, it's saturated and and all that kind of stuff, and I. I am of a belief that there is a buyer for everything at every price point. And so from a business perspective, you know, everybody has a unique mm. way of offering what they offer. And that's going to resonate with the people that you want to it to resonate with, which I think also comes back to how we approach this podcast. And that is who and what are we trying to do with it? And how do we make sure that we tell mm. stories and bring guests that align with that or that are going to have real tangible value? Um and then the really honest answer is we're on a 50 week mm. release sprint in order to grow, grow listenership. But uh, awesome. it's, it, I think a lot of it has to do with I'm a big fan of like the marketing theory of niching and knowing exactly who you're trying to reach, who you're not trying to reach and making sure that you message everything that you do to those those groups. And so that way you don't have to worry about getting mm -hmm. lost in all the noise. And I think that's true for podcasts. I think that's true for coaching business. And I think that's true for all the other content creators that you're quote unquote, competing against in St. Pete's. Wow, dude, that's really good. Uh, thank you. You're absolutely right. I love how when you went back to your, your that, that second reason we're on a 50 week sprint, I think that sometimes is the greatest impetus for some of the best work we've ever done. When we're on a time crunch and we, we have a deadline and a goal of a certain release, we have never been more sensorily aware, uh, you know, as a team. Uh, so I think something, maybe that's a little like three a yeah. <laughs> is like put a time limit and 
go after it. Put a goal, a date on your goal, you know? Done is better than perfect. And you want to know, I hope all you listeners mm. out there agree that the last however many episodes we've done since a, since a deciding to do this very consistent year of releasing have been the best episodes we've ever had. No, mm. This one included, yeah. I think. So um, I think that's really, really true that when you kind of alleviate yourself of that perfection or it has to be just right or I can't start it until it's just right, you know, getting started or, or uh, completion is sometimes better than agonizing and getting into the you know, analysis paralysis that keeps many people from not doing anything. Something's better than nothing. Absolutely. We had, uh, we had a very distinctive opportunity come to us, uh, in uh, February of this year and Lionsgate pictures was, uh, in our hometown, they're filming a movie and they didn't have enough producers. So they asked Doug and I scatter brothers to produce the film. And we just, uh, we wrapped up. It was an amazing movie. It was, we were kind of like, do we want to do it? It's a family feature. It's starring, you know, some pretty noteworthy stars. Some big star, Sean Astin, was in the movie. Oh yeah, um, Rudy. He's a he's a yeah, Rudy. Exactly, Rudy. Sean was the big name in the movie. Here he is. I don't know if you can see. I don't know the listeners cannot, but oh, Sean nice. was Sean was uh, the the lead actor in the film. But the reason why I'm bringing it up is because this is like okay, this is a family movie. It's a kids movie. It's going to be on my, my credits. I'm going to be producer on the film. Uh, you know, do I really want to do family movies, kids movies? You know, I don't know. I never thought of myself. As, and then we did it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is I love this. This is something I could see myself doing for the rest of my life. How like, would you have ever known? Awesome, how would I have ever known? Just do it. Sometimes you just got to do it. Step out of your comfort zone. Take a shot. I think that's yes. Step yeah. out of your comfort zone and take a shot at something that. Uh, mm -hmm. You might not think is the right, you know, exactly what you had planned, but you just never, yeah. I, that's what, that's where that door analogy comes from that you just, you don't ever know. Like who knew when I decided to uh, volunteer for the Breck Film Festival 13 years ago that I'd be sitting here with you up and coming. I'm going to give you that credit, you know, <laughs> Hollywood, <you. laughs> like, well, Hollywood producer basically with credits on big films yeah. with names we know. I mean, that's amazing. You just never, you just you. never, ever know. Yeah. Um, I no, feel like you really you, don't. we, we have the coolest advice to offer people, Ben. I'm just going to say, this is like, <laughs> I, I don't, this is probably Dude, the most, no offense awesome. to all those if you come before you, this might be the most fun I've had on yes, No More Mondays oh, to date. And so, so, <laughs> uh, I think let's Yay. have some more fun and play a little game. Ready? I'm ready. Oh my gosh, okay. this is awesome. Okay. It's called rapid fire recommendations. Don't worry about being succinct because it's never very fast. <laughs> what is your most member? You're not allowed to say Breckenridge, but what is your most memorable <laughs> travel destination? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. For me, it was 2012, uh, Barcelona, Spain. My best friend canceled our European backpack trip together. He couldn't make it at the last second because it was a stupid reason. And so I was mad at him for like two weeks. And texting him every day as I was making these friends and meeting people. But I remember it got to Breck, uh, or not to Breck, to Barcelona. And and it was just, oh, God. It, I still have friends from this day that I met there and who are from, like, London and who knows where they're from. It was just a great global experience. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me one bit that you maintained friends from there. I know, man. Oh. Throw out a great book recommendation to the crew out there listening. This is going to sound ridiculous, and it's, it sounds so like 
weird, but it's called How to Be a Billionaire. And it's, uh, hold on, I'll get the author. It's been a minute. Um, I read this out of college. I read it about six or seven years ago again. Um, and it was, uh, it was such a good book. Hold on. Uh, let me These are it. the kinds of while you look up the author there and we will link that to show notes, yeah. everybody out there. So uh, no more Mondays. Yeah. You can Fridson. grab the link. How to be a billionaire by Martin Fridson from Harvard. Martin Fridson. I just dude, it, it was such a lofty title. And I remember grabbing it. I was like, what is this? And it, the, the, oh, here's the another advice. one of those self-help books. There we go. <laughs> How to be a billionaire. But it taught. Oh, it's so good. It's all about it's about risk. It's about um, it, basing it on classic examples of guys who had z literally zero, uh, who went from zero to the richest people. Uh, I, I mean, it's really an incredible story uh, that, that's almost like a he does it in an anthology style where each billionaire, he's got these different stories and techniques. And I just think it's really inspiring for entrepreneurs. It's all How to possible. be a billionaire. I want to be a billionaire. Mm -hmm. Isn't that I want to be? A, that's I was like, oh wait, that's uh, Bruno a Bruno Mars, Mars song. <laughs> okay, loaded question. Considering your line of work, and now I'm gonna have 24k magic stuck in my head all day. Loaded question. Considering your line of work, favorite movie. Oh man, oh, this is so hard for me. I'm gonna just start. With, okay, my favorite um, interpretive epic had to have been Braveheart. I'll just get one genre. Love this guy. The way. How did you pull off directing and starring and producing? I, I don't know how he did it. Mel Gibson deserved every single Oscar he got on that. I, that was one of the finest epic movies I've ever seen. A hundred percent. And it was at a time yeah. when a lot of those epics were the Patriot, like all those epics yes. came out. But that one is just mm, so well good done. choice. I, I, it solidified him as one of the greatest directors of all time. Yeah. In my opinion. And uh, <laughs> are you a podcaster? If you're a podcaster, what do you listen to? What's a good one? Oh, dude, I've been listening to a movie podcast. Um, my buddy Doug has got me on right now. Hold on. I'm going to give it to you right now. Here it is. How did this get made is the name of it with Earwolf, Paul Shear. Oh, that's really uh, good. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I think, man, isn't that, so I think good. that's an NPR. It's, there's um, That's an NPR uh, yes. show. Uh, and it's yes, really good. I, I mean, I, they do everything from like, well how done. did beer get made to, you know, like how did, mm -hmm. how did a drone get made? It's super cool. Yeah. The movies okay, cool. that they do. The bad movies they do, Superman, um, stuff the that you'll, you'll see coming out. The bad movies are great. you got to listen to that podcast. And then also there's a podcast here locally, Tampa Film. Um, the the, uh, the, the um, film, excuse me, it's called Film Tampa Bay. They have a great podcast that you want to listen to. And it's a Florida-based, Southeast-based, but they, they are very abreast of what's going on in this area. So really oh, cool. cool stuff. Part of me feels yeah. like I should have asked you what the worst movie of all time is. <laughs> Oh, can we say it? Like, do we go there? Unison? We have to go there. What is it? It's it's the room. It's the room. The the worst movie of all time. Yet somehow made it to be by Tommy Wiseau. Uh, we our boy James Franco played it. It was uh, the the disaster artist was the documentary narrative uh, feature made about it. And it was uh, yeah the disaster artist. We're gonna Tommy see Wiseau. a surge of sixty nine downloads of net of of the room on Netflix <laughs> this weekend because yeah, people are gonna be like, I gotta see why this is the worst yeah, movie ever. So good. Bonus rapid fire question, everybody. Yeah, love it. And of course, this is a show about Mondays. So, what is the first word that comes to mind when I say Monday? Fatigue. <laughs> oh, that's the opposite of what words we usually hear. Tell me why. 
it's that drag from the realization that I drank too much Sunday night <laughs> to the this is 7 30 Yelly, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, I've got an 8 a.m. start. I'm at 7.15. I, I don't have time it. for a bagel. I got enough time to slam a coffee on the way. <laughs> there you go. And uh, let's go back to the comment earlier about just being super organic and authentic. Here you have it, everybody. Fatigue on a Monday morning because you had too much fun on the weekend. We have not had anybody say that yet. (laughs) And you get extra points for honesty. Thank you so much. I love Thank it. You. So Thank you. I, much, much to my dismay, we're going to start wrapping <laughs> things up. I have a feeling it might take us a long time to actually wrap things up. But <laughs> I want everybody to know that everybody's going to love you because this has just been so fun. I want everybody to know how can they follow along with you and what Scatter Brothers is doing. Maybe yeah. tune into the future of Pocket Full of Gold. You know, how do we yeah. stay in, in, in touch with you and your journey? Thank you so much, Angie. You can follow us on our social media Scatter Brothers at Scatter Brothers spelled out in full. Looks like a S C A. This is such a great name, by the way. I've always loved it. <laughs> well, we are super excited. It's goofy, it's funny, but we're very serious about what we do. We're we're scattered really all over the U.S., all over the world. Uh, we've got incredible people and 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 people on our team who work there, and uh, very cohesive. Um, so please follow us www.scatterbrothers.com at Scatter Brothers on Facebook, Instagram. Um, LinkedIn is a great place to follow with Scatter Brothers. Um, and, uh, and also keep an eye out. A couple of movies coming out this summer, uh, late summer. The Pet Detectives from Lionsgate um, is going to be in theaters nationwide. It's in uh, Germany and Italy right now. So hopefully um, we'll see it come to fruition here in the States. Um, Three Loud Knocks is another movie that we've got coming out um, nationwide at the end of the year. And then a, a documentary we're very excited about it's called the Jesse Heard story, which is coming out uh, at the end of the year as well. So we've got a this lot cooking. Amazing. You can follow us. Yeah, it's I fun. love to see people I love like doing amazing things. And we'll be sure to follow along on all of that as well. Thank you. Uh, you can get everything Ben just said on the show notes. We'll be sure to get kind of all those links and everything. And we'll be sure to also update it as things release. And just that way, people who listen to this over time will be sure to to go and watch your productions. And um, as we really wind down now, sadly, I want to give everybody one last little pearl of wisdom. What's your number one piece of advice on what listeners can do to get closer to career satisfaction? Have Angie be your directive ambassador (laughs) at the Breckenridge Film Festival of 2009. (laughs) That's a great way to take it home. I love it. No, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm fine. The last golden nugget is... Guys, um, the last golden nugget is this, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I'm not trying to be cheesy. The more you give, the more you will get. And I mean thinking outside the box. Start looking to serve your community more. Start looking to serve your customers more. Start looking to serve your family members more, and you will naturally grow. There's no stopping it. I just, that's all I got. I don't need to add to that because that's an amazing piece of advice. So well done. (laughs) Ben, I'm so I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of how far you've come in 13 years. It's just so amazing. And I'm so excited that you were willing to come on here and yuck it up on No More Mondays and, and throughout <laughs> all the laughs with some awesome. really, really good stuff. So uh, thank you thank so you. much for being part of the show and joining the No More Mondays movement, Ben. This has been amazing. 
It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Jim. Thank you, Angie. Thank you to the production crew behind the scenes. You guys are the best. And please, uh, we'd love to come back in the future. We really had a great time. Thank you. I have a feeling there's a 2.0. Don't worry. <laughs> yes. Uh, and until that time, tune in to Ben and everything awesome that Scatter Brothers is doing. We always love hearing from people who have not only successfully navigated career crossroads, but are doing some smart things and probably having some fun along the way. And for all of you out there listening, I would love for you to subscribe to No More Mondays wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating because Ben and I are amazing. Hello. Ooh. And because we want to bring you more amazing stories and great advice that is just is what is packed into this episode. So if you want to leave us comments, uh, feedback, guest suggestions, or grab all the links and show notes from today's show, hit us up online at nomoremondays.info. And then we'll see you again next week on Wednesday for the next drop. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No More Mondays. Tune in next week as we bring you more insights and actions to help you improve your professional life and find career satisfaction. Don't forget, visit us online at nomoremondays.info for all the details, show notes, and recommendations from this episode. No More Mondays, we drop new episodes every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com. 